Annyeong SAO! Welcome to Afternoon Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists and your K-Romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unnees. Hi everyone! Hi. <laughs> right, so you might not be able you might be able to tell, you might not be able to tell. We are neither Megan, Leah, or Amy, so none of the news are here, but instead we have a sister pod mashup. We so do. I'm Sarah from Afternoon at Ass, and we have Megan from Afternoon at Army. Woo! <laughs> this I is so exciting. Anyway, yeah, this is really exciting. I feel like slightly like the adults have gone for the weekend and we're like in charge, <laughs> but we promise not to trash the place. Um, but uh, we're actually going to do a proper deep dive of a drama. And I'm really excited to be here with Megan for our first ever podcast together. Um, and we've chatted on Instagram, but we've not actually met in real life, obviously, because, you know, that's like, you know, not a, another thing we do. Uh, yeah, one day, one day, I'm going to head out one day because like if they come like i will tell you right now bts come back they're yes. gonna be in the uk we're gonna come see you like we're gonna drag you to the show okay like it's happening so just we're just manifesting we've already said we're going to multiple cities so we'll figure that awesome. out <laughs> army army on tour i'm so that i'm so for that i'm so up for that in fact i was thinking it was really good that you guys because i'm not army properly army but um I was thinking you guys would always alert me like if one of them decided to do like the next person who tours solo or something if they finally come to Europe like you guys would be like hey it's happening yeah I'm like okay like how do I get tickets <laughs> yeah that'd be fun that would be really fun mm -hmm. so anyway so this is our first first pod together uh, and we're here to do a deep dive on a Netflix 2023 drama The Good Bad Mother um we didn't think the new news would get around to deep diving this um so we thought we'd <laughs> we take it on um and we thought it was a drama that's really worth discussing um we thought that before but then we put the script together and I'm like wow yeah there's all these things I've forgotten that happens in it um so um we think it's it's worth discussing because of the way the topics were tackled there's a lot in the drama they pack in a lot um and it kind of divided opinions right as we were watching it I think we both Yes. Yeah, found that. So we hope you enjoy uh, uh, the the pod as well. So um, you watched it dropping live, like I did, right? Yeah. So I d I did watch it drop as it dropped, which is a new thing for me because um, I started watching K dramas in the pandemic, and in twenty twenty one, I binged so many K dramas <laughs> it was embarrassing. Like. If I told people that I don't even know what the number is, I think I wrote it down at one point. And then it was something like, I mean, I don't, I, it had to be over 50, right? Wow. Which means it's like, that's at least like, one, I mean, it could have been even more than that. Cause it was almost like two a week I was binging. And then it was like, that's, there was like someone on Etsy that had created these like um, flyers almost that you could like frame. Oh, and yeah. it was like, if this, if you watch this drama, this is how many hours you spent watching this drama. And this, and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I could never find those in my house. And so I made a deal with myself that as I went forward, I had to watch them as they dropped. So in the last, since like, like last year, almost every drama I watched was as it dropped or it had just wrapped. Oh. And then while I waited for the drama to come, like if it was like a Wednesday, Thursday drop or a Thursday, Friday drop, I could watch other dramas, but it was like limited. Like I couldn't just 
which I kind of broke that <laughs> these last couple of weeks of the summer, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. But anyway, I did. I watched it as it dropped and um, I watched it because, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I watched it, but before we get into that, this drama was billed. I looked it up on Google and it's billed as family slice of life, life comedy, mm-hmm. which is sort of the truth. But there is some big suspense, big trigger warning violence. So I'm going to read the synopsis. I pulled this off of Google, I believe. Um, No, Drama Beans. I pulled this off Drama Beans. Um, Young Soon is a single mother and a pig farmer who raised her son, Kong Ho, alone. Despite her love for him, her strict parenting caused Kong Ho to view her as a bad mother. As an adult, Kong Ho becomes a cold-hearted prosecute and kept his distance from his mother. However, an unexpected accident caused him to return to his hometown and start over with Young Soon. Kang Ho's childhood friend, Miju, known for her warm heart and strong sense of justice, also reconnected with him after his accident, leading to a transformative experience for her. And I feel like this synopsis is 100% misleading. <laughs> and let me tell you why. There, these are things that are also happening in this drama. A shady political candidate. A mafia-turned-businessman who still has homicidal tendencies. <laughs> murder. Attempted murder. A village full of wacky, lovable locals rounding out a stellar ensemble cast. A heartbreaking tale of love and loss and second chances. And family drama and abuse that is, like, super triggering. And we have, like, one hell of a drama. So, like, wow. as I was going through, I was like, wait a minute. Um, this is not, you know... This is not what I, I felt like I was sold in the preview, but you know, whatever. So tell me why you watched it and then I'll tell you what got me. Yeah. I mean, besides great synopsis. Yeah. I mean, you're so right. Cause also this is just only 14 episodes, right? For those who haven't watched it, it's actually yes. only a 14 episode and they pack a lot in. But so for me, I mainly the cast sold me on this. Like I'm a massive Lee Dolphin fan. Um, and my first drama of his, I think was, he was actually a secondary role in Hotel Del Luna. Have you seen that? drama i know so i'm not going to give away too much but um iu plays the female lead she's like a kick-ass female lead by the way so i think it's i've kind of mixed on the drama but it's worth watching just for her anyway so she has a backstory and he is part of her backstory and they just totally stole the show for me um they have so much chemistry i really think I really think they should be in a proper drama to like themselves. And then I also love uh, Rami Ran. I mean, who doesn't, right? So I think she may be my favorite thing in Reply 1988. It's either her or her son, because yes. I'm Team Jung Hwan forever. Um, so am I. We've talked about <laughs> yeah, this. So am I. <laughs> and then um, An Yun Jin, who was my favorite choo choo in Hospital Playlist. So those three sold it for me anyway. And I was just like, I was also happy that it was going to be a drama that centered on like the mother character um because I'm all mm-hmm. up for for dramas where the, the the mature character is the lead um and then we really spoke for cast because then we have my favorite cinnamon roll from Alchemy of Souls Tangu so you and Sue is in this mm-hmm. too um so I really didn't actually know much about the drama I was like oh it's about like a mother-son thing and it's got this amazing cast I'm sold I'm I just started it what about you yeah I yeah same like I love Rami Ran like as I'm like her 
as a mom and hospital playlist, like, I mean, not hospital, playlist, excuse me, reply 88, reply 88 is like probably my number one drama. I mean, I might top three like shift, but like, I will watch hospital playlists anytime, any place. I will talk about it anytime, any place. I love it still to this day. I think I've seen it all the way through, like at least four times. So, so you mean um, reply 98? Because you said hospital playlist. Yeah. Reply. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. sorry. Reply 88. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen reply hospital playlist too, but reply eighty-eight I've seen at least four times all the way through, and that's like oh, wow. a twenty-two episode drama. So that is, like, that's it, I love it. Yeah, I love it so much, and she just was so great as a mom. So I was like, oh, she's gonna be a mom again. Yeah. That's great. Like, I can't wait. She was a different kind of mom, but that's okay. Um, and then I had just wrapped the glory like recently when this started to drop, and Lee Jo Hyun, I think, hope I'm saying his name right. Um was so great in the glory like he just was like I don't know like he went from cinnamon roll to like cold-hearted killer in some scenes and I was just like you are really interesting like I need to see more of what you're in um and then of course Choo Choo um is the best crier <laughs> one of the best criers in K-drama she like like honestly her and Namdo-san from the startup are like my top criers awesome. like in the like yeah, in like K drama realm, oh. they just cry really good. They have like just this real cry. Her cry is more of like almost like how a child yes. would cry, but yes. it's so endearing. Like you just, I don't, I just love her. I, I really, do. I just love her. So um, at that point, I was like, okay, I'm in. But I also was like, oh, this seems interesting. Like the the Netflix previews were very much like. This is the relationship between mother and son. Mm. There is an accident. He has, you know, he loses his memories and now they're going to go forward and like patch things up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I feel like it was sold as like an hour blues. Yes. Um, and it's not. No. It's, it, it's not. And we'll get to that because like no spoilers, but yeah. like we'll get to that. So. We're, we will start the same way as most deep dives with a non-spoiler section, and that's what we are going to do right now. So, Sarah, do you feel that the original synopsis I read was fair, or do you feel like they left out a big plot point? So, Megan wrote this question. I was like, oh, no. What? I felt like I was, uh, was going to get the answer wrong, because I was like, mm, which plot point do you think she's... Because there's quite a few things that they were missing. I think, for me, it's really interesting, actually, because um, I think the political intrigue and the corruption that's the heart of this is, you know, the, it's it's kind of the mystery that threads all the way through the drama. And I think, for me, it's kind of weird, because this part of it, for me, was really, really super strong. And I, I feel like the writers when they're writing this were really sure-footed about the way they created the shady characters, about how the corruption was. Um, and it's almost like that's kind of their normal wheelhouse, but then they wanted to make about make this drama about this mother-son relationship, which they're kind of less sure and less sure-footed on. It's kind of odd. Anyway, so uh, they do that. And then we have these two veteran actors and those who are, let's to round it out, the triumphant of these dramas, the prison playbook fans will enjoy seeing them together because we have uh, Choi Moo Song, who played Tech's dad in Reply in 1988, and also a prisoner in Prison Playbook, and Jung Won In, who played the prison officer with the hidden heart of gold. Um, and they're brilliant. Like, I just love I just love them anyway, separately. And then together on the scene, they just had some really, like, great two-handers where they really go at each other. And I just... I just love seeing them squaring off to each other in this way. 
And I think for me, the whole storyline kept me guessing right to the end, to the end. So it was one of those things was like, I don't know how they're going to wrap this up. I don't know if people are going to die. Like I just, I had a feeling because it was kind of like tending to mawkish that we were going to get a happy ending. Um, but I think the political intrigue bit of it, it was like, right, how are they going to wrap it up? How are they going to do it? So was that the big plot point for you? Or was there like another one? Well, no, yeah, because like I said, like the synopsis makes it seem like this is a very our blues yes. or a very, like a, it just seems like it's a very almost slice of life mother son family not like a reply because I mean there were characters but like not that many yeah. but it just seemed to me like oh we have this redemption story yeah. of a like fractured relationship that's gonna morph into like a better relationship and then like in the first episode we get like this murder point yeah. and I'm like oh my god so this is a murder mystery as well as all of this other stuff going on. So, I mean, that was what was surprising to me. And I remember, um, cause you were posting about it daily on your Instagram and I was almost like, yeah, I'm shocked too. Like I am shocked too that like, we're, it's not that it's not great. It was great. I love this drama. Don't get me wrong, but it was very shocking. And so I was like, people need to know, like we even had a conversation, like, don't you think that we, people should know before they dive into this, they think this is gonna be like some maybe like sweet, mother-son relationship drama and we're getting like you know political intrigue and murder and like the I mean even in the first episode you're like oh my gosh like this is so correct like in um in like the worst way like this is just like awful Mm. from the very beginning so that was the plot point because I feel like if you just were like, oh, I'm looking for a drama and you go read the synopsis underneath the drama. And, on And Netflix. the poster because the poster's all pastely and sunshiny yeah. and yeah, it looks our bluesy, right? Looks even, yeah, even the like intro is like, oh, this yeah, the pig, pig the like pig, yes. running or the pig is so cute because she runs a pig farm and like pigs are kind of an integral part of the story, which I don't think we'll ever get to. And like, we could talk for an hour about the pigs, but like, you know, there's this whole story about how pigs are like the cleanest animal. And the only reason why they roll around in their own feces is because that's how we pin them now. And they're really smart and they're great parents. And they're like all this stuff, which kind of like also plays in the drama. Yeah. But you watch the first episode and there's like just this little piggy <laughs> running. And like the only way it can look at the sun is if it like launches itself on its back. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a really sweet drama. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, oh my God. I know, right. That's what I felt. I yeah. So yeah, like that's yeah. That's why I thought like, oh, we need to kind of talk about that. It's not a spoiler. No. If you watch episode one, we haven't spoiled anything for you. Just you need to know before you dive in because it's kind of <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. I will. Um, we needed a better synopsis for this. Yeah, one. yeah. I think had a couple. I think it's a classic K drama mishmash of a lot of uh, genres, mm-hmm. and I think for me that's bits of it that I found problematic with it that that some of them they got really right so I think like like I said the plot political stuff the intrigue stuff was right but some of the other stuff which I think will come on to it didn't gel so well for me mm-hmm. um so yeah. where do you sit with bullying and abuse in dramas Megan like did you watch the glory for example and how did you find the abuse in this drama in comparison so I'll never love bullying in a drama um I've seen like um Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name. It's the, oh my gosh, it's going to bother me so bad. I can't remember the name. It's the one about they're in high school and, and true oh, beauty. Right. Got okay. it. 
True Beauty. Like the bullying True Beauty devastated me. I was so sad. Like I love that character and like that just seemed really over the top. I watched The Glory and I really did like hit forward, like skip some of the bullying scenes because they were just so much. Like they were, I'm not going to say over the top because they serve their purpose, yeah. but it was very hard to watch and it was very painful. And the mental and physical abuse um, that the main character in the glory suffered was just like completely insane to me. And like, I understand that that's based on a true story and I just like, oh my God, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, but while it's very hard to watch, I understand when a drama has bullying or has abuse. Um, if it's there to serve a purpose, then I'm okay with it. Um, but this particular drama had a surprising amount of violence and abuse that I was not prepared yeah. for. Um, and some of the scenes were so heartbreaking um i just i couldn't be i could believe it but i couldn't believe it because the way that this drama was sold to me i was like yeah people are going and people did i mean there were some discussions online um about the amount of abuse in this particular drama and it's not just at the hands of the main characters there are some side characters that really suffer some major yeah. abuse yeah um what about you? Uh, so I didn't watch The Glory specifically because I can't, I can't do bullying and abuse. I find it really hard. I think especially now I'm a mum of young kids, it's all just a bit real. So uh, uh, yeah, I listened to the pod, um, and then yeah, and that just confirms for me it was right for me not to watch it. So I I got to listen to like the entire pod. So like I felt like I I kind of got to know the drama through the pod and that was like a nice safe way to do it. Um but that kind of stuff stays with me as well. So I yeah, I couldn't um so yeah, I think in some ways though, like some of this like we we touched upon that it didn't seem to be like th that this was going to have this in this kind of drama. So in a way it was worse for me because I wasn't really prepared for it. It just kind of like I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" like I mean, even at the start, again, this is not really spoilery, but, you know, she she is she's hitting him. Right. He, there are many scenes where he's got welts on his legs because she's just taken a cane to his calves for not studying hard. enough. I mean, this is a boy that is like, oh, my God, he works so hard. Right. He studies so hard. He's he's trying his best to be the best son for her. And it always doesn't seem to be enough. Um, and just yeah, right from the get go that was it and I was just like I was not I I, I get why because some people on Twitter were like or, or, or on Instagram were like oh well this is why she's bad right this is the bad mother of the good bad mother and I'm like that's not that's not kind of where I thought it was gonna be <laughs> like I didn't think yeah I you know I didn't either and like I've watched you know like I said I did a lot of K-drama watching between 2020 and 2021 but you know there are a lot of K-dramas that have some type of like family abuse like par parental abuse and I understand that that's like par for the course sometimes when you go into a k-drama but some there's this one scene where he like the mother is very artistic you find that out like very early she makes banners and she draws murals and does all this stuff and he like inherits that artistic ability yeah. from her and he is drawing instead of studying 
and she just like throws all his art yeah and is like this is not and in a way where like he's young he's like seven or eight years old and she's just like never ever this is not your life this is not what you're doing and like as a mom I'm like I can't even imagine doing that to my kid like I would say right not right now is not the right time let me save these for later but like the way in which she just those those first scenes of him growing up and studying and that kind of thing were just like oh this is where we're going with this right like it just was kind of like oh I don't wow okay I'll give it I mean obviously it was episode one so I was like okay episode one we, we have a long way to go here yeah. and, I mean we went we went on a journey for sure. for sure yeah and I actually almost I'll touch on this in the spotter section but I almost didn't finish I almost dropped the drama because um, I'm, we're going to talk about the food as a way to abuse uh, in the spoiler section. Um, so yeah, 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 that that was one of the big things, really triggering for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did the Korean humor and the drama work for you? And I said, I mean, I think so, but what am I? Maybe I'm not understanding what parts were Korean humor, and like, I just they went over my head. So. Give me some examples and we can talk about them. <laughs> I think generally the villagers uh, were just annoying to me. So like I like hands on uh, cards on table. I love a squad. Like I really love K-drama squads. Um, and they're a huge reason why I fell in love with K-dramas. But sometimes you get like a squad that just don't work. And for me, this was one of them. Like I didn't get why the village head's wife was permanently in a face mask like a paper face mask that was just like I think yes. it was meant to be funny but I like that like I called that Korean humor because I was like that just goes over my head I have no idea well that's funny and um then yeah there were just the things that were doing to each other like the constant kind of like ah we're going around like losing their heads about the pig farm wanting the pig farm there not wanting the pig farm there then this music producer comes with his with his lyrics that that felt like an in-joke as well like maybe there's a music producer that plagiarized a lot of songs or something again. So that kind of felt like it went over my head. Cause then I was like, I don't know. I don't know what that person's about, why that person's funny. Um, and then the other thing was the bumbling um, criminals. So one of the corrupt guys, so Choi Moonsung, who plays this corrupt businessman has these two henchmen that go to the village and they're there to kind of stake out the village and find out whether Kang Ho's got all these like secret documents. And basically they do it by trying to be like farmers, but they do it really ineptly. And then there's just tons and tons of scenes of them being really inept. And it just drove me crazy because I was like, I can't take them seriously because I can't flip from them being the henchmen of this incredibly dark and very well-written villain. Like he's not comic at all. He is not paid for comedy at all. But these two henchmen totally are. Like just, yeah, I just was, every time those bits, those came on, I was just like, I'm going to fast forward these ones. I just, I just want to get through onto the other bits of the drama. Yeah. The, the village head's wife and the face mask for me was just so over the top. He explained it at one point that he found her like in the woods and she was like a Yakuza boss's daughter (laughs) and he saved her and has been like keeping her hidden which all the villagers were like okay that's a lie like obviously you're just lying about this but then almost at the end it's like she is someone politically important maybe she takes off her mask and then she's like just kidding I'm not leaving okay like again I know it's thrown in there for like some humor but like 
give me more of like me too. Okay, give me more yeah, of the exactly. twins. Like, I don't need this part. Um, and I did like later in the script talk about it because I didn't want to forget them. But the two henchmen were for me hilarious <laughs> because they were so. And again, I watch dramas not for the discerning eye. I watch dramas to be yeah, entertained. Yeah. So don't ever ask me <laughs> for a really good opinion on a drama because I'll be like, oh my God, I loved airs. And like nobody I know loved airs. So just. <laughs> that in your back pocket for a minute but the henchmen there's a point in the drama where the henchmen like actually grow something and the one is like so excited it's so funny he's like I mean I'm gonna be on the news because I grew something and the other one's like we kill people we can't be on the news like why would you invite these this newscaster to our farm we're gonna expose ourselves like what are you doing and he's like but I'm just really proud like that I grew this and it's like, oh boy. So yeah, they were bumbling, fumbling idiots. And it was very hard to take them serious. And I was almost to the point, like they're never going to get their work no. done. Like they're, they're, they're never going to murder no. because they're too busy being <laughs> farmers. So I get what you're saying. And yeah, some of that humor, some of that humor did like, I'm like, oh, I don't really know why this is in there, but the village, the villagers totally made me laugh. Um, Samsik made me laugh. We'll get to him. Like he made me laugh yeah. so much. Like he's just so cute. He's he adorable. Cute. But yeah, like um, I I hope that as I watch, as I continue to watch and like build my catalog of like dramas I've watched, that I'm pretty good about getting um the humor. And even though this is a Netflix drama, I will say that what and no shade to Netflix, like don't block me or anything but vicky does explain a lot of the jokes sometimes so i have learned humor from watching dramas on vicky because in the subtitles they'll tell you yeah. why they're making this yeah. reference or they'll tell you why this is funny so i kind of learned like oh yeah that's funny because yeah. blah 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 you know whatever so yeah like i i get it but yeah it was there were some parts that were just a little like played for laughs, but it was a little too serious to play for laughs. At that yeah, point. I agree. So there you have it, like two different views. Depends on where you land with your humor. So, but overall, before we get to the spoiler section, Megan, would you wreck this drama? Um, and if so, who do you think it would work for and who wouldn't it work for? So I would definitely wreck this drama, um, but I would add a trigger warning or I would add like the synopsis says this, but actually all of these things also happen in this drama. Um, you know, this wasn't a uh, my name or uh the glory. Um, but to me it was like more like a Vincenzo. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you'll agree with that. Um, Vincenzo has like this phenomenal ensemble does, cast yeah. that you think is just like dead weight. Like you're kind of like, oh my gosh, these people are just so wacky. Yeah, they right? are. Like, they're yeah, just at, so, the, at the start, you're they're, just they're, like, like yeah. crazy. Yeah, they're just kind of crazy and they're um quirky and weird and you're like oh but they're so endearing and we love them and then you find out like there's a big reveal at the end that you're like oh that's why all those people live together okay I get it now um but this just this drama to me had so, like it's about community it's about really big feelings there's redemption there's family love um there's heartbreak you know there's all of these big k-drama like you know my touchstones that like we we meet every time 
But at the same time, there's also this really dark underlying story. Um, and for me, that worked because it kept the drama rolling. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't, the, like the closest thing I could think of is Vincenzo because while Vincenzo was very violent, very dark at times, um, very serious at times, I laughed so much watching Vincenzo and I laughed so much watching this as well. So I just feel like if you're a fan of Vincenzo, you'll probably be a fan of this. They're different, but maybe not so different because Vincenzo really did have a journey with his mom too. So I think they, I think they, they got a lot of the genre mashup done better in Vincenzo than in this drama, I think. Um, Because I think, yeah, I think Vincenzo just really nailed the action, it nailed the comedy, it nailed the like that core relationship and that whole ensemble class. We're, yeah. Yeah. And we're still trying to yes, get Megan. We are. Yes. Yeah, so on that, if you do like Vincenzo, so if, you like, <laughs> if you do like Vincenzo and you want to hear a deep dive, message Megan. Afternoon delight Megan, that is, because because yes. Army Megan is, as you're hearing, totally on board with Vincenzo. So we on are board. trying to get her to, to watch it because we think she'd like it, right? We think she'd like it. I mean, yeah. it is 20 episodes, so it's a bit of a commitment, but, you know, she can do it and then we can we can do a deep dive together. So if you want to hear an Afternoon of Delight deep dive on Vincenzo, go and at Megan. <laughs> and, like, not to get totally off topic, but I just want to tell you that I did wreck Vincenzo to someone who was not a K-drama yeah. fan yeah. at all, okay? A man, one of, it's uh, my cousin, and he watched Squid Games. Right. And he was like, oh, it was so good. It was this or that. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I said, listen, in the first few minutes of this drama, this man lights an entire vineyard on fire in the most fantastic way. It looks like a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> and he was like, well, okay, let me go see what it is. And he binged oh, that wow. show. He loved it. He thought Vincenzo was great. So I'm just saying, if you like action, the, it's... It is an it action, is an action. like yeah. drama. It's it's pretty amazing. And then you just have like some great characters that yeah. So to round it out, I'm just saying vote vote for Vincenzo. <laughs> go bother yeah. go bother Megan. Go bother <laughs> Megan. Um So what about Yeah, you? for me, I I think I wrote on my Instagram when I when I wrote the finale post that I wouldn't wreck this because of the reservations I have. Um, and we'll go into them more in detail in the spoiler section, but specifically for me, it's the parental abuse and this huge dollops of ableism that I found really tough to watch. So for those of you who don't know me, I'm, my background is British Chinese, um, So, and I'm also part of a mixed neurotypical neurodivergent family. So I'm kind of in, you know, full of intersections. So I think the Chinese side of me and those friendship groups would probably be okay with this abuse because I found it quite Asian. Like it's very Confucian, this idea of parents know the best, they know what to do for you to get you to do well. If it means being extra tough on you and extra strict on you, so be at the ends, justify the means. Um, and it fits very much within that kind of cultural backup. However, my kind of neurodivergent parenting circles would find some of the behavior of the mum, especially, as really crossing the line. And they would probably drop this drama. So I'm at the intersection of all this, and I find it kind of an interesting place to be. Um, But for that reason, I probably wouldn't wreck it. Um, And also, I think you and I, and again, we'll get to the spoiler section, I think at the end of it where I was emotionally was a different place from you, I think. Um, But the love story did have me in tears. 
um, which again we'll go into. Um, and there's also a, a late flourishing comic duo in Anun Jin, who plays Miju and Yuin So, um, who uh, who are just uh, just so funny. Uh, so that was also one of my highlights of this drama. And you know, I agree. I agree with you because I enjoyed this drama, but like, I wouldn't say it's like a top ten yeah. for me. And I agree with all of those points you just made. This is a very hard drama to watch. And that's why I just don't think that the synopsis is yeah. fair because it doesn't give you anywhere near the whole story of like what's happening. Like, and I'll just put it in this example. I just wrapped F4 Thailand, oh, wow. which is one of the iterations of Boys Over yeah. Flowers. And it, it was sold to me in previews exactly yeah. what I got is there abuse and physical violence yes is there parental mental abuse yes and I knew exactly what I was getting into I've seen all the other iterations I kind of knew already what I was you know what story I was climbing yeah. into um but I feel like this drama didn't do that so for you to have that reaction it's very fair and for other people listening if those are things you cannot watch on the screen don't watch yeah. this drama I liked it. I liked the relationships. I really did love some of the characters, but those things weren't triggering for me on a level that made it uncomfortable for me to watch. But I can see that someone would be very uncomfortable with this drama. So again, keep that in mind because, you know, we feel completely different about the drama, which is great. I'm someone who's watching it for entertainment value and I wasn't triggered by any of that. Whereas you felt like, it was just not handled mm. correctly. And you're not alone yeah. in that. Like, you're not the only person that feels that way. Yeah, Do you know I what I mean? I totally know what you mean. Cool. Right. So um, since we're crashing the pod, we might as well crash the favorite part of the week and do a K-pop rec. And since we've got Afternoon Army Megan here with us, uh, what's our K-pop rec of the week, Megan? Okay. So K-pop rec of the week. Today is July 11th, 2023. And by the time you're listening to this, Friday, July 14th will have passed. And why is that an important date, you might ask? Well, Jung Jungkook of BTS is dropping his first single off his solo debut. And the name of the, the title track is Seven. Aww. Not only that, but on Friday, July 14th, he will be performing and opening the Good Morning America concert series here in Aww. the States. And that is a very big deal. So my wreck of the week for you is uh, what we call JJK1, which with JK1 or JK solo debut, but it's actually called Seven. And it will be out by the time you hear this. In the meantime, you can also listen to one of my favorite songs from last summer, which is Left and Right. And that is a collab he did with Charlie Puth. So uh, if you are looking for ARMY friends, come visit us at Afternoon Army on Instagram um, and listen to our podcast and follow us there. And we talk about BTS all the time. We're, we're also talking about other groups too. So not we're branching out a little bit, but we are very BTS folks. Yay! <laughs> I love it. I love that Charlie Puth one. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, right. So then we're going to rock out into the spoiler section. So I think we've alluded to this a lot. So we'd like to just like deal with the elephant in the room right from the get-go. Yeah. I think one of the most contentious topics for those of us who watched this drama, Dropping Live, was whether in fact she was 
a good or bad mother how do you think the drama handled this because I know we both have views yeah I mean it took me almost to the very end for me not to think she was an absolute monster Mm. um because she she really did go back and forth and the beginning was hard to watch because she really did horrible things to him she was strict and she was mean with the intention of, I want you to be successful and I want you to do really well in school. Um, she also threw his food away if he was getting sleepy after eating. Um, she, like I said before, threw away his artwork because he wasn't studying enough for her. Um, and while I understand that she wanted him to grow up and make something of himself, I just felt like that was really overboard. Um, and then after his accident, she did some really horrible things. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's two instances that really stick out in my mind. And one is, you know, he's basically like a quadriplegic at this point. Um, he has like some feeling in his hands. And she's like, if you're hungry, feed yourself. And he can't. Like, he, he really can't. That was so incredibly hard to watch. Um, the other is when she tells him he needs to learn how to walk. And she takes him down to the riverbank. And she throws him in the river. Yeah. Not once, multiple times. And he is screaming for her for help. Now, mind you, the river is about knee deep. But this man is paralyzed. Um, He also, at this point in the drama, still has the mind of a child, a seven-year-old child. So while she's trying to do all of these things to rehab him and his physical body, his mental and emotional person is nowhere near mature enough to understand what she's doing. And it is heartbreaking. I, I... I don't know that I can express that enough. And that is where I I remember reading your post on Instagram and you were like, trigger warning. And I was like, yes, because I was not expecting that at all. And it was so triggering. It was just so almost unbelievable that it happened. I know it's fiction, but like they really went there. The writers really went there with that, with that scene. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they were they mm-hmm. were going hard with the bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that then yeah. then you get the drama arc, and then you come out of it, and you go, okay, well, this is where the good is, right? So I think for you again, you got to the end, right? And I I did, and I, you know, I got to the end, and I think that she finally understood. You know, there's a lot of other stuff going on while this is happening. And before his accident, he has cut out everybody in his life, Kong Ho. Kong Ho has turned his back on everybody he loves. And what you find out, spoiler alert, is because he's going after these big baddies who have no problem killing everybody you're associated with. And they've made that known to Kong Ho as he has, because he has worked for them for what, like three or four years at this point. And he knows they will use my people against me to get me to do what they want or stop my exposure of them. So he really does cut out his mom. He cuts out Miju, he, like any, 
everybody is just no longer in his life. And so you think, oh, okay, well, she's being mean because he cut her out. And then as you learn, they've just had this like really weird relationship the entire time. And then you get to the end and she apologizes to him. She explains to him what she had in mind, what she was doing. And you almost get like this empathy for Mm her. Um, Again, spoiler alert. One other thing we didn't add, she's dying because of course she is. It's a K-drama. So of course mom's dying, right? Like mom has terminal cancer at this point. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, I mean, add more things into yeah. this drama at this point, but so you get this point where you're like, oh my God, she's dying and her son, and she's trying to get her son married off because he has a mind of a child. Like who knows who's going to take care of him. There's no one to take care of him. And she does all of these things and you're thinking, okay, she's like redeeming herself and she has this arc and it's almost beautiful in the way that they kind of. I don't think he's ever going to forget what she did, but I feel like he is like, okay, I understand my mom and I love her and I'm glad that I'm back in her life. Like we're in a life together. And then he, it, they're like going to bed and he's like, she's like, sing me a song. Sing me that song you sang me. He took her out on a date, which was really cute, but sing me that song you sang me on our date. And he's like singing her this lullaby that is the lullaby his father sang to him while he was in utero because obviously his father was killed before he was born another spoiler and she dies and I just sobbed yeah I I absolutely just sobbed because at that point she has fulfilled her duty she feels as her as the mother she has made amends or has attempted to make amends with him and he's singing a song he has never forgotten like that has been that a song that has been part of his life forever. And she is like at a place where she is at peace and knows he will be okay. And I just, I sobbed. Like I, I just was like, Oh, this is too much. Like I'm in my kitchen alone or like at my like uh kitchen bar thing where I watch my K dramas all the time, just sobbing like for oh. here I am alone sobbing about a K drama. But I mean, she does have an arc and she does, at the end of it, I had so much empathy for her. I cared about her as a mm. character. I cried when she passed. Um, but I also cried for him because he he had a hard life. And so did mm. she. She had a hard life. He had a hard life. Doesn't ex- Does not excuse the abuse. You know what I mean? So I can say at the end of it, I cried like a baby. <laughs> But that doesn't mean it was yeah. okay. It doesn't mean that any of that stuff was okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, uh, to be fair, a lot of people felt like you as well. Like, I think uh, the ending really got to a lot of people I saw. So, yeah, I kind of, I feel like I'm a bit, a bit of the outlier on it, actually. So I think this is, like, probably the key place where me and you differ. Because I think for her, for me, she got her redemption a little bit too easily. Um, so I'll go into that a bit later, but I think firstly for me, so I'm a feeder as a mum, right? And, and food is so important, uh, in our family, uh, in my wider family, like typically in Asian cultures, we, we don't talk about loving each other. We don't use words and say, Oh, I love you, mum. I love you. And we don't hug each other. There's no like physical kind of expression of love, but food, food is our love language, right? We feed people. So this drama specifically rooted as it is in in Korea, in Asian culture, specifically knowingly used food as a way to manipulate the child. So in this 
first half of the drama we've talked about this she stops him eating because she's always telling him if he eats too much he won't study well so there's lots of flashback scenes of him trying to cram as much food as he can you know in hidden in corners or hiding in the kitchen um and then in the second half as you already alluded to he's he's wheelchair bound and she uses it as motivation to get him to eat and this is where i have to you know where i did flash this huge like this ableism triple warning here you know this like to be fair very asian concept of of the disabled people just aren't trying hard enough they're just lazy you know like if you just motivated them more and they tried a bit more then they'd, they'd be you know able to overcome their disabilities um so she's using you know she's using food again uh, and deliberately not feeding him any um and taking away the food and he's shouting oh ma oh ma i'm hungry and i almost like honestly at the point i was like almost didn't finish again because i was like she's doing it again again she's learned no lessons at all because first of all when he was um first came back to her he refused to eat food and i was a bit like see he's refusing to eat food because you used food as a way to abuse him when he was younger um and it's just honestly it's literally my worst nightmare my child telling me that he's hungry um and then it's what's worse for me so you have all of this right but what's worse for me is the drama plays this kind of jaunty music over it it's almost played like a comedy scene and the the wheelchair scene that you talked about where she chucks him in the river that also has this kind of like kind of slightly lively music to it as well so it's almost like the drama's going like hey isn't this mum like isn't the way she's dealing with it kind of funny and I'm like no no it's flipping not funny um it's just so deep deeply problematic for me I mean like for the Asian side of me like the, the use of food because this is our cultural love language as an abuse is is, is so hard and the western side of me is just like fuck this this kid is gonna have eating disorders like you've like really screwed with his brain and his like you know and and this is the other thing like i think for someone who has gone through all of this he is way too stable like he has no ptsd and and this just the lens of it is all about her and all about like her her feeling bad and her feeling guilty which she absolutely should do but i i think there are just too few repercussions for her like other than this like kind of feeling of guilt that she gets at the towards the end of the drama um and that's kind of where the ending didn't land for me um so yeah that's kind of that was my main my main issue and there's lots of other examples of that but those are the main ones we've kind of like talked about on the pod so far yeah and i think that like if the Nunos were reviewing this they would say that like there was not enough time um used to explain how he doesn't have PTSD the man should just have PTSD about all the horrible <laughs> yeah. things that happened yeah, to him. So true. because the, the 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 mom abuse the abuse from the mom is like huge yeah. also he has been working for the two men that literally contract killed yeah. his dad. You add that in. Then, because twist of fate, we're going to talk about this in a minute, the, his fiance killed him. Yeah. Or tried to. Yeah. He worked with her dad. So, like, the man just has so much trauma. And then you're telling me that, like, he forgot like, is it because he forgot about all of it? So when he got his memories back, he only remembers the good things. I don't know. Like, it's never explained. Mm. But I agree. Like, that's kind of like, 
oh wait he should not be as stable a person as he is like he should be yeah. angry and like upset about things and he's not which a 14 episode drama you're probably not going to get that right so you just kind of like I say this more towards the end when we're talking about the ending of this like how did the ending land for me I just had to kind of go this is totally fake yeah this is a soap opera for me because I was a soap opera kid here in the U.S. I don't know about the U.K., but like in the U.S., soap operas are like where it's at. And so I can remember in high school spending my summers catching up on my favorite soap operas and they were off the rails. Someone had amnesia. Someone was possessed (laughs) by the devil. Somebody (laughs) got in a boat accident 10 years ago and is back like and but they have a new name and a new idea. Like it's just off the rails. So for me, sometimes I watch these dramas and I go, yeah, okay. Okay. It's not based in reality at all, but I'm okay with that. And I think that comes from personal drama, like from the pandemic where I just wanted to watch anything that was not pandemic related. So if it went off the rails, like my first drama was something in the rain, um, which is a great drama, but my second was crash landing on you and crash landing on you is like not based in reality at all. I love it. And don't no hate to crash landing on you guys. I love it. But it was a depart. It took me places that I was not going in my personal yeah, yeah. life. My personal life was like, you have to wear a mask <laughs> everywhere. Don't leave your house. The kids don't have school. We don't know how long this is going to last. Everything in California has been shut down. I needed that departure. So sometimes where these dramas seem almost like, wow, nobody was driving the car when they were, right? Like there was no direction here. No one explained this. No one did that. That's okay for me because I, really do watch these for entertainment value so some of these things I kind of overlook which makes me like probably not the best like (laughs) no I think I think a lot reviewer I think a lot of people felt your way I mean this is why I think this drama was really good to talk about because I think we saw it didn't we like on social media like there were definitely people who felt Mm -hmm. the way you feel uh, and there were definitely people that felt the way I feel Um, so it was a real like you know and that's that's the great thing about dramas when they're kind of divisive like that, right? So it just kind of stirs up conversation yeah. and you're just like, okay, yeah, interesting. So the mother wasn't the only bad parent. And what was your take on the mental and physical abuse other characters suffered? So I kind of talked about this, but I mean, you know, Ote Su, the the presidential candidate, really does get worse data oh, for the sure, decade. Sure. Yeah. Um, because he manipulated his daughter um, in like the worst, most terrible ways. Um, but the amount of physical and like mental abuse that um, Oh Ha Young went through to me was just really staggering. I mean, there was this horrible scene where he literally throws her against a oh, wall yeah. um, and like shatters a vase. And then he's like, clean up the vase. Like you just threw your daughter against a wall. Like he has her locked up like he tells everyone oh she's mentally incapacitated like she just needs to be locked up when she doesn't um and then he convinces her to do the unthinkable which is off her fiance kong ho um because he tells her that kong ho betrayed her and he's not a good fiance and he knows all the dirt so we're just gonna kill him and that's what she attempts to do and the worst part of all of it is i think she really did love kong ho and it's sad because he he didn't really no. love her. He was putting yeah. an act. And so it's like a double heartbreak yeah. there, right? Because he gets in this accident, loses all his memories. She 
it's not, there's no resolution because he was supposed to die in that accident. He did it. And now she has to live with the fact that she tried to off this guy who in all other appearances loves her. Finally, somebody loves her for who she is. And now she has to live with the fact that she didn't get the job done. And her dad is like holding her under duress and like the whole thing. So there were other instances of family abuse in this, but hers just was the most staggering yeah. to me. Um, and it, and the whole time I'm thinking, and this guy's running for office, but I live in the United States. So whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> I can't be a judge. Um, but what did you think? Was there any other parent that you were just like, ooh, I don't like no, that? No, I agree with your one. I think your, she, he was he was the pits. He really was. Uh, he was just straight out. There was no redemption for him, though. That was like, <laughs> he was done. I mean, good. Yeah. He didn't deserve yeah. one. You know, he really did it. He did some awful, horrible things to lots of people. Um, and what was really interesting is um, him and the character played by... Um, Oh my gosh, I don't know his name, but he played yeah, Choi Musung. Yeah, and yes, they just any means necessary to destroy each other, which was really yeah. interesting. So they have to work together. Like there's the scene where the daughter um, Oh Hye Young is finally getting remarried to somebody, yes, and then he sends her a gift. Um, the not her father, but the other baddie sends her this like beautifully wrapped gift and when she opens it it's literally pictures of kong ho just living his life looking like a normal person and she's like what like and then the wedding's not happening like it's just they just any means necessary to destroy yeah. each other it's like so over the top but i mean this drama is kind of over the top but um for a minute can we talk about um lee do hyun's acting yeah um because there is a part in this drama where I forgot for a moment he was in the seventh <laughs> child. Like I really was like, that is exactly how my seven-year-old, when I had a seven-year-old, she's both my children are older, but if I had a seven-year-old child, that's exactly how they would act if they didn't want to eat the food you were trying to yeah. give them. Um, he is in a bed. He just came home from the hospital. He is in a bed and he has decided he does not want to eat what his mother's serving. And she, he can't really use his limbs at this point. And he is refusing food by any means necessary. And I, I, I was just stunned because he did that so well. And even his acting, acting like a seven-year-old, it's, I don't even know. It's superb. Yes. I guess a good word would yeah. be superb because he's so great yes. in this. Um, and you forget that he's not seven no. years old. And, the, and then there's a part where he is actually recovered his memories and he's in the police station mm -hmm. and he's pretending that he's yes. a seven. But the pretending of the seven year old was actually like you could tell he was pretending. So it was like a like another layer right. of acting. It was just amazing. Like he just has. Yeah, yeah. he has such he, range. He grabs that. Yeah, he grabs the guy's ramen and <laughs> eats it and then spits yeah. it out. And you're like. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> it's I, you know, he there's this scene in the glory. You didn't watch yeah. the glory. There's this scene in the glory where he I can't remember the setup of it, but he is looking at his tools he uses as a dermatologist, and the camera pans and it's like a scalpel, this, that. And then it's like a knife, 
a hunting knife, a bigger hunting knife. And then he just like looks at the camera with these like chilling eyes. And you're like, you are not the man I thought mm. you were. Let's get, let's go on this journey yeah. together. I, I, sadly, this is like the first thing I have really seen mm. him in. Um, besides the glory, I will have to go back and watch more of his yeah. dramas because um, I really want to see, I think it's called 18. Oh yeah. But it's really hard um, to find. I really want to see that yes. too. Yeah. Yes. And if I find it, I'll tell you. And if you find yeah. it, tell me because I hear it's just yeah, his best. It's really good. That um, and you, Youth of yeah. May, which I also haven't seen apparently yes. is really, but I think that's pretty sad and hard going right. So I've kind of been like waiting to be in the right mood to watch that one, but it's on my list. Yeah. I watched, I watched the first two episodes of that. Um, and I didn't finish not because I didn't like it, but there was a lot of other things happening at the same time time so I was like oh I'll go back to it and mm. I never did which I regret yeah. now um but um what were your favorite parts of this drama um so for me the relationship between Miju and Kang Ho was just like the best in fact if anything I would just be say like I'm I'm obviously such a romance fan so I'm just like I I want more of them and less of this stupid villagers and those bumbling villains I'd much rather have more scenes of them but the relationship flashback scenes really got me and given how little relatively little screen time it got it was just it really grabbed my heart um like I think when he wrote that letter to his mum and talked about Miju being the the son in his life the only warmth that he knew that was like oh and then um obviously as we know that as Megan's referred to already he self-sacrificially gave up their relationship which was really happy and like you could see it was the only source of joy and love that he'd had and he had to give that up in order to say keep her safe right he had to kind of pretend that he was no longer in love with her uh and also then to chase the presidential candidate's daughter um but there is like one particular set of um flashback scenes when he and it's always like the this this pit of despair right the 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 dark night of the soul moment in a romance when so they've split up already but he goes back to spy on her or like go back to just look at her i guess because he's missing her so much and he mistakenly thinks and at this point but she's, she's pushing twins in a push chair and there's a man that's standing with her and she's like laughing with him and he mistakenly assumes that he is the father of the twins and we 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 see the rest of the scene play out he's turned away but we see that actually he's the he's the husband of her co-worker um and then later he's just standing just just sobbing and crying in the rain and my heart was just like just just bursting for him because he just does those emotional scenes so well and you know there were like such a tiny scene but there are full romance dramas that don't get me as choked up as that tiny little scene did so these drama like these this is the, so, so frustrating about this drama for me because these writers are so flipping good they're so flipping good and for me like you know if they could have just nailed some of the other stuff better this this drama would have been so good but yeah right right yeah. a romance drama next guys because you you've got it like you know what to do yeah, they wrote like Faded Mate so well. Yeah. Um, like Faded Mate Second Chance, because like that scene was very hard. Because by then you understand that he really did this yeah. on purpose. He really did love her and he really he but he knew that the two baddies would yeah. use her 
right? Either kill her or abuse her or do something terrible to her. And yeah. he knew that. And so he totally walked away from her. And at this point, this flashback comes when you know all of that and you see him and you watch him realize that she has moved on with her life. She really hasn't, but he assumes that she has. And he's just like crying in the rain and give me K drama lead crying in the rain any day of the week. I'm like you, I love romance. Like give it, give it all to me. Right. Like it just love it so much, but you're right. There were so many great romance parts of this yeah. drama. And I don't think that unfortunately the people that love romance like that are going to watch this because there's so much. Yeah, other it's stuff too much on. of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. Yeah, like that's the part that isn't great. Um, what about you? What were your favorite from, parts? So my favorite part, I'm a couple, but the one that really stuck out to me is, I don't even know what episode it is, but the twins, and we will get to the twins because they are oh, fantastic. Um, but Miju has twins. And um, it's when we figure out that the twins are Kongho's twins. And... Yijin, the little girl, it says, I'm not eating my carrots. And Miju's like, why? And she's like, I don't like them. And what we know is that Kongho also doesn't like to eat carrots. And I watched that scene and I was like, those are his yeah. kids. Those are his babies. What are we waiting for? Right? Because at this point, they the twins hang out with Kongho every day because the twins are Yeah, sick. so they're like playmates. So they're, they're all yeah. besties. They all hang yeah. out together. <laughs> and they have they go back and forth between like ganging up on Kong Ho or like taking care of Kong Ho. So it's like really, really funny. Um, but I really did in a sitting in my house go, oh my God, those are his babies. Like out loud to no one in particular because it was so cute. Um, and I had thought this early on that these were his children, but there were a lot of other distractions that made me think, oh, maybe not. Like maybe the math doesn't add up. Maybe the timelines don't add up. But this scene did it for me and then as I was going through and looking up things for the episode today like for the script um someone on TikTok pointed out that in one of the first opening scenes of Kong Ho's dad he's also picking carrots out uh, so it's a very full circle moment uh, about the carrots which I think is really oh, cute. so cute yeah I mean I don't know why we don't have more secret baby plots in K-drama right because it's I mean I feel like we need we them need. well it's so it's so OTT backjang kind of stuff I loved it and then that moment when he you know when he finally kind of he's he's recovered his memories he knows they're his and he just runs up to them and gives them a hug and just I'm so sorry for not recognizing you earlier oh my god I saw so I sobbed at that point because he has his memories he's he and he's dressed completely yeah, different yeah. right because he his mother's been dressing him up to this point and like no shade to the mom but he's wearing like you know sweater vests and like you know low yeah, shirts shirts, yeah, and like khakis yeah. and then here he comes Mr. Prosecutor in all black yeah. like looking like a k-pop star right with a hat and like the whole thing um and that he calls them by name and it's in a different way than he has the entire yeah. drama, right? He is very, is like, calls both of their names and they look and they run to him and he hugs them both at the same time. And he tells them like, I'm something about like, it's so good to see you. I'm sorry. I didn't recognize yeah. you. And the little boy is like, yeah, because that's a new hat. And the little girl who I love, Eugene for the win is like, that is not a new hat. He's worn that hat 10 times because she is obsessed with him. He's like her yeah. first love, which is 
hysterical. It is hysterical. Um, but I just, you know, I, I am one of those people. I know I'm probably rare. I love kids in K-drama. No, I do. Okay? I love I, kids in K-drama. I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm a mom or what, but like Uju, we've talked about Uju I before Uju. from um, Hospital Playlist. He is, when he told his dad that he went to the egg uh, egg sandwich shop with his mother-in-law, I lost it. Like, it's one of my favorite <laughs> K-drama scenes of all time. And then, like, Jinju from Reply 88 has Aww. a special place in my heart because Jinju is the cutest thing I've she's ever cute. seen. Like, she's so funny. Um, but these two act, these child actors had amazing comedic yeah. timing. Um, they showed emotion you know sometimes a kid is like there as a prop like it's like oh look at the kid whatever but like these kids these twins were so cute secret baby plot for the win um and I just I love that like they were because they're six or seven ish and he's mentally at this point in the drama seven um and like they would bully him or like blame him for their well, they, shenanigans they kept setting him off and on then, the wheelchair didn't they they were like we're just yeah. gonna make you like go really fast in your wheelchair they really did and he would be like hey wait a minute I can't stop and they're like oh well see you <laughs> later and like there he goes like rolling down the hill and like that is really honestly that's not funny but like it was played up for laughs and he was never hurt or anything like that but yeah like they just hey I, I don't know they were really cute they really made the draw I would have loved more I could have done up to episode 16 if I could have got some more family yes, time, to be yes. honest. But that's me as like a romantic K-drama person of them like building a life. Yeah, together. I really like that. Um, Although I did, I yeah. did, it was so super cute where we, we leave it where she is basically in a massive sulk with her mum because mm-hmm. her mum has married her crush, the love of her life. Yeah. <laughs> and she-, she says, she says something like, the so her brother i can't remember her brother's name he's adorable yeah. too the brother says like appa like they're he they're calling yeah. their names they're walking they're calling their names and little the little boy's like appa, over here like dad i'm here and she was like that is kongho opa he is not my dad i can't believe my mother stole my boyfriend <laughs> yeah. or like my husband or something and i'm like oh my gosh it's so, so funny so cute. It is. It's really so, cute. So, Kang Ho, right? At any time before episode yes. 11, did you think he had his memories back? I did. Ah, really? I've not thought about this. I did. So I want to hear it. So there were a couple of scenes, and I think he's getting his memories back, but there are a couple of scenes where he makes comments, and he gets, like, this really weird look in his eye, which is out of character for the Kang Ho he is at that point in time. So the context is after his accident, he is mentally seven years old. And we go through probably five or six episodes, maybe not five, let's say four episodes where he is very childlike. He is going through rehab. He's very attached to his mother. He relies on her for all things. Um, He like wants to keep a pig and she's trying to tell him like, no, we, we can't have a pig in the house. And he has one anyway, like just very childlike. And then we start getting episodes where he's, his memory is getting triggered by things. So either things that he sees, things that he hears on television, people in the village talking, and he almost gets a different look on his face. And then he's like spouting off facts or he's alluding to things that nobody else understands. And so in those moments, I, I was waiting for 
like the other shooter drop to be like, he knows everything that's going on and he's like playing a part, which we didn't get. Like we didn't get that until episode 11, but I had, I would watch an episode and think, I think he has his memory. Uh, Like, I, I think, I think he knows what's going on and he's like playing it up so that he can take these people down or protect his family or something. So I just, I don't know if that's a feeling that everybody got, but there were a couple instances where I was like, wait a minute. I think, I think he knows, like, I think he has his memories back and the writers and in the drama, we don't ever get that question answered until episode 11. He is in another accident. In fact, where he hits his head really hard. And then he, when he wakes up, he knows exactly what's going on. So I just was curious to know if you felt that. Uh, Yeah. I see what you're saying actually now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's, um, I think they did it really well, actually. I think that they, they showed like that his brain would suddenly, because he just basically starts spouting loyally, like he'd read like verbatim articles of the mm-hmm. law, right? And everyone would be around him going like, what, what, what's going on? Like, is he getting his memory back? Yeah. Yeah. And the only other thing I would add to that really quickly, and it kind of goes back to like your romance, like things. And I think I add this in later so we can talk about it again, but I absolutely loved the first time he saw Miju after he lost his memories because he instantly knew that there, he had something yeah, with yeah. her. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then he wants to be around her all the time and she can't no. do it. Like she just, her heart can't take it. You know what I mean? So like, he's like, hey, asking her questions, doing this. She's like, yeah, yeah, okay, goodbye. And she like shuts the, like she shut, how many times she shut the yeah. door on him was like almost hysterical because poor thing. She just, she no. can't. She can't reconcile that. So yeah, that was that too. Sometimes when he was thinking about her, I always wondered like, is he getting his memory back? And is it because he feels like his heart knows better than his mind? Well, he did a few times. He said, oh my, I have something here. Like I need to indicate like his heart, like it would feel Mm -hmm. something. But yeah, like, oh, like her suffering was so much part of what got me through the drama as well, because she did it so well. Like Anunjin is such a, she's such a good comedic actress, but she's so good emotionally as well. Um, And I think we could all feel her pain when she was, but I think her pain at seeing him, full stop, but then her pain at seeing him not basically be the man anymore that she fell in love with, like this seven-year-old child that her kids want to play with. And then they're all like saying how amazing he is. And she's got, you know, secret baby, like all of that. Like it was just, it was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I, I had added like anything to get off our chest, like anything you need to get off your chest about this drama. And that was one of the things that I needed to get off my chest was that Miju was so tough as nails, literally would kick anyone's ass if you crossed her. Um, And like, you know, she just really processed her losses internally. She always had this like smile on her face, even when she was suffering so badly. Do you know what I mean? Like she just, I felt like she just kind of kept it inside and her heartache in this drama was palpable. Like I could feel it with my whole body. Um, And, you know, like you said, she sees him and realizes he's not the man she loved. Yet at the same time, she gets these tiny glimpses of him from time to time of the person that he was. And it's just so 
heartbreaking and like kudos to Ah June. I think I'm yeah. saying that right. Um, because her acting was, is amazing. And I knew that from hospital playlist, she was great in hospital playlist, but she exercised some really big emotions in this drama. And I mean, her heartbreak and her story is just was such a moment for me. Like she being the mom of the twins and having to balance that. And then they're like, we love Kong Ho. Like, can he come spend the night? And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> like he cannot, cannot come in this house. So it's like, she's holding the secret in for as long as possible. Yeah. Do you know so what I mean? That, and yeah. then, yeah. And then, you know, eventually they find their way back to each other, but yeah. You know, yeah. 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 So Sarah, Introduce me to one of your favorite characters. <laughs> so actually, um, so we're talking about you and Sue here. Um, and I've just rolled out of, so I, I watched Alchemy of Souls late. So I had actually just just finished wrapped um, Alchemy of Souls and fallen massively in love with you. And so I haven't seen all of us are dead. I know, like shock horror. So uh, I am. I'm, I, I haven't either. either. I'm waiting to see it with my mm. husband because I think it's the one case. He's never seen a K-drama before. Like he's watched Train to Busan with me and that's it. Um, but I've earmarked it as something I think that he would get into. And it's not so long. Um, so we're waiting mm -hmm. to kind of watch it together. We haven't still managed to do that yet. Um, bit chips and a night mean because I'm such a night owl and he is such an early morning person. So we struggle to find the time to watch K-dramas together. But anyway, so I hadn't seen him in that. But then I rolled out of Alchemy Souls, loving Cinnamon Roll Dangu. And then he, and, and and initially in the drama, I was like, my God, he's so underused. Like, he's just such an amazing actor. His character is so funny. Um, uh, and like, why aren't we seeing more of him? But then they make up for it in the second half of the drama because he really, he really gets uh, some really great comedic scenes, uh, especially with Miju. And also he is coming up in an, another drama. So I don't know if you've seen Unca The Uncanny Counter. So The Uncanny Counter season one, I think is a, a from a couple of years ago, um, but they're, they're dropping season two later this year. And he's going to get reunited with Park Jin. So with his uncle from Alchemy of Souls is one of the maids in Uncanny Counter. So if you have like a, a dad crush on him, like go watch Uncanny Counter 1 so that you're ready for Uncanny Counter 2. But he's joining the cast of Uncanny Counter um, as a counter. So somebody who fights evil spirits. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him in that as well. But I'm, yeah, I, I'm just sold on him. I'll, I'm going to go back and just watch like his entire backlist. I love him so much. Yeah, I had seen him in Alchemy um, and just loved him. Like, I loved Alchemy. I I don't care. Like, I just loved it. I Some people were like, oh, I don't like this. Like that. I loved it. I just love historicals. It didn't need to make any sense to me at all. Like, I just loved it. I don't care. It was entertaining, it was entertaining. in the yeah. best way. Yeah. Um, and I really did love his character in that. And I thought he was so adorable and just so, like, what I love about him um, and I don't know if this is true for all his roles. Um, I will have to go and watch him in more things. His face, he, you can tell his emotion by his face. So when he is acting like he's hurt, yeah. it shows on his face. And when he's angry, it shows on his face. And when he's like perplexed or confused, it shows on his face. He's just such a good actor in that good. way. Um, and I really hope he doesn't get typecast as like a character actor. Cause I feel like he could really like hold his own. I've, 
I have not watched All of Us Are Dead. I'm not a zombie person. I'm going to try because Leah keeps telling me like, just fast forward the gross parts. Like you'll love it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. And I haven't watched Uncounty Encounter because I don't know. I mean, is it scary? Is it not? I don't do a oh, lot of Oh, it's not scary. scary. No, it's not. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a complete okay. chicken. Right. I, I don't watch scary stuff. And yeah. So okay. actually the worst thing about Uncounty Encounter was some of the high school bullying, which, um, yeah so oh, okay. which which yeah i mean I've so, exactly that, so, so yeah yeah no um, i recommend it it's good and okay good um i had seen you and sue in alchemy loved alchemy wonderful facial expressions and then towards the end of the drama he is tasked with like helping kong ho do some you know not above board things i mean he takes it to the next level like he's tries to be so professional about it um I am never over him in that wig like in the hospital when he's like wearing the wig he sent me that reel which was like fantastic I will once this goes live I will share this reel because I'm not going to ruin it for anybody that's a fan of k-drama and also is a fan of bts I'm not going to do that so just just wait on it because it's superb um but yeah there's that part where he they can't get into a door and he was like I got this because yeah. he's known for like breaking and entering or like stealing or whatever. <laughs> and he takes a bobby pin. Yeah. He takes a bobby pin and not only does he smell it, but he licks it. And oh, I God. don't know why that sent me. Like I watched that scene twice because it made me laugh <laughs> so hard about how I want to know if that was ad lib. I feel I, like I reckon was it was. Yeah. I think it was too. <laughs> yeah. It felt like that. Yeah. Like they were like, just take the bobby pin and open the door. And he just took it to the next level. Like, best acting award for you. Because that was amazing. Oh, he's but, so cute. Yeah. And then, he's as so you cute. said, they alluded to potentially a love story, right? With him. Yes. Yes, they did. So at the end, we see him um, visiting Oh Young's Young in prison. She had to go to prison for her dirty deeds, which was well-deserved. Um, and he's taking her things like long underwear and snacks. And it's really sweet because they had like some interaction before that point um, where he was like trying to protect her, like trying to like help her or like be her friend. Um, but you can tell like it, yeah, he yeah. has a long road ahead of him if he's going to steal her heart because she's very much like. I told you, you didn't have to come. I told you, you didn't have to visit me. And he's like, why would I not? I, of course I'm going to visit you. And I'm like, oh, this poor man. Like, I love him so much. Like, I think with his oh, charms, sure. he will wear her down. And in some alternate universe there, once she gets out, he's going to bring her to the village yeah. and they're just going to farm yeah. and it'll be fine. It'll they're going to live cool. a life and it'll be oh, fine. So yeah. cute. <laughs> so do you think this drama stuck its landing? And how did you feel about the last episode? Were you satisfied? So they wrapped yeah. this drama really quick. We kind of talked about that, like 14 episodes. Uh, not to drag it out, because I wouldn't want them to drag out, like you said, like with the villagers or with like side stories. But I really thought this was a 16 episode drama. When I found out it was 14, I was like, there's no way they're going yeah. to wrap this up. And they did, but they did it really quickly. and most people would have a lot of questions. I'm a sucker for an HEA. And so in that sense, I am satisfied because we get an HEA 
Um, but in order to have that HEA, I did have to let go of reality <laughs> for this drama um, because there's just no way um, that all of this could happen in this very small timeline. They wrap up the court case against the two baddies. They clear Kong Ho of any wrongdoing, um, which he didn't really do anything bad, but he was involved in some shady dealings. Um, and so I feel like anyone with like discerning taste uh, would say this is not great. This wasn't a great wrap up, um, but I'm not one of those people. And I like HEAs and we ended on an HEA. And so, you know, that's why I'm here <laughs> because I, I'm a sucker for HEAs, you guys. And it had an HEA and I don't, this is not a drama. I will probably go back and rewatch. I have some dramas that I love that I will go back and rewatch because of the way they make me feel or how the happiness yeah. they bring me and all of that. This probably isn't one of those. Like if I catch a clip on Instagram um, that makes me laugh or brings me good feeling, like, of course, yes, I will love that. But this isn't one that I'm going to go back and watch a million times. Um, but I'm not going to say it stuck the landing, but I'm going to yeah. say it served its purpose. Yeah. That's what I'll say. About I think they one. wrapped up the court. I mean, they did it in a very K-drama way. Probably like anybody who's actually a lawyer would just be like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like nobody was going to be in a court. Like yeah. Exactly. But for, for sure. me, that was fine. I'm like, you know, you know, it wasn't the core focus of the drama. You wrapped it up. The villains got shown up. You did it in a really clever way. Kang Ho got to be all like, you know, prosecutor guy again um so that was all fine i think the the love story with with uh, him and miju wrapped up really well we said about the twins so i think for me the main thing is, is going back to the mother arc like i just feel again i mean they've really piled it on you know like she's an orphan so they pile on the backstory how she like got left behind this is the reason why she behaves like this then she got widowed and this is the reason she behaves like this then she got terminal cancer so this is the reason she behaves like this and it's all just like you could just have done without so many excuses for the reasons she behaved like this like she could just have been you could have just had a simplified arc and just saying there were real consequences to her behavior and I think there were some nice scenes where they kind of like he discovered that actually she hadn't thrown away the art. The art is in a box, like hidden away. Um, and so there were and other things. But I think I would have liked more flashbacks where there's more good. Like there were actually some good memories for him. Um, but then he's written this letter and, he, yeah. you know, where he says that the only warmth was me during his life. And then I feel like the drama just kind of whitewashes it all away with this like voiceover letter that she's read, read uh, reads out. And it's all just so basically then I get to the end. I just feel like it's being really manipulative like of me and my emotions. I feel like it's trying to elicit crying and tears from me. And then I'm at that point where I'm just like, I'm checking out because I feel like you're you're kind of trying to make me cry. And so like I didn't. So I didn't cry. I liked the ending, but I didn't cry. And, and, and that specifically that arc was just difficult for me. And then they, yeah, the villagers and like, oh, I was just very over them by that point. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, yes, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I'm glad that I watched it. But like I said, it's probably not one that I would watch again. And you're right. I have watched enough K-drama to know that most main characters in a K-drama have some type of traumatic past, right? Like we yeah, just so get that established. Yeah. Like everybody has a something. They're either orphaned um, because their parent left or their parent died or their husband died or a child a white died. Truck. Like there's always something. Right, right. White truck of death has come. Like 
there's always a traumatic backstory. And I expect that. But the mother in this had three traumatic backstories. Four, if you add in the fact that her son lost his memories and she had to help him rehab himself back into, you know, being a whole person, like being like a new able body person. And that's not to take anything away from people that are not, you know, that are in a wheelchair, but her, the main focus of this was for her to get him rehabbed so he could like take over the pig farm, which also kind of didn't make sense because he had a seven-year-old mind. Do you know what I mean? So it was like so much pressure. And I feel like even then, like yeah, we're still yeah, talking exactly. about the abuse yeah. at her hand. You know what I mean? Because she's like pushing, pushing, pushing. Um, so I don't disagree with you about that at all. Um, and there were a lot of things like we, I, did we let her off easy? Yeah, we kind of did. Like this drama did kind of let her off easy. Um, and I will, I will say at the end of it, there's a scene at her funeral where they play this song that oh, I guess was like her happy favorite song. Da- yeah, the happy, the happy and, song. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody dances, like the villagers and the twins and like everybody's dancing. And that made me tear up, but it was mostly mm. for Kong Ho. I was tearing up for him um, because that like this is, now he's the orphan, right? So like, to me, it was almost hopeful, like he is going to erase all mm-hmm. that generational trauma because now he is going to have a wife and he is going to have his two kids and they are going yeah. to have the happy pig farm. Right. So to me, that was almost like a hopeful nod to like the future. But um, I'm not going to say this drama was a hot mess. I will say there are a lot of moving parts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Enter at your own risk. Yeah, I think that's a good summary. I mean, I think I think just to get one more thing off my chest, I think the I think I would have rather she didn't die. Like I don't think she needed to have terminal cancer. I mean, I, I mean, she could have had just regular cancer that then she had, like could chemo kind of get over, but like and, and learn all the lessons. Cause it was that was the thing, right? It was a plot device for her to realise. Cause not only like her relationship with her son, but also her best friends in the village right so they had a little yes. mini redemption arc between them and i thought one of the really powerful scenes was when miju's mum basically said you know you treated her like shit when she was a yes. child but she's my child too you know mm-hmm. like who were you to anyway so there was that and then i also found like i also found it annoying that she was so you know she once she realized the twins were her her grandchildren Mm -hmm. she was so nice to them but I was like all along they have been your best friends grandchildren that she's been looking after single-handedly for five years or whatever um and you weren't really that nice to them and then suddenly now what you're blood related and you will be like she just always ultimately was just oh yeah so I just and maybe yeah, and maybe that's a frustrating part because the writers never really gave us a reason why she was the way. I mean, they said these yeah. are the reasons she is the yeah. way that she is, but we never got the yeah. backstory, right? Like we never got the only backstory of struggle we got is that she was raising her son on his own. And there have been a lot of K drama parents that have raised their child on their own and they did not act like that. <laughs> they didn't have to resort to abuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. Like, so I'd rather she just stayed alive and made up for it like yeah with him 
you know, like just mm -hmm. to slowly learn because it doesn't need to be a crash bang like redemption. It could just be slowly like I'm just going to redeem myself by being a really great mom and a really great grandmom. And yeah, you didn't need to. She didn't need to die. Yeah. And a great mother-in-law because you owe her a lot. Oh, yeah, like, for you sure. Horrible to me, Ju. And yeah. like for zero reasons, like yeah. you had no reason. Why? Because she loved your son. Like that's rude. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree with you there. And like, I watched it, I enjoyed it. It was a good drama for me, but like, does it, is it problematic? Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I watch a lot of problematic dramas. You guys have just wrapped F4. So <laughs> I mean, I will put myself out there and watch some not so safe stuff and that's okay. <laughs> like, Fine. So what are you watching now? I am watching King Milan which I love it's it's trope filled it is if you liked business proposal you will love King Land. that's all I'm gonna say if you loved business proposal King Land is for you yeah. um and I'm watching in my 19th life is that what it's called see you in my 19th life yes see you in my 19th life and that I'm, is also I'm loving see you in my 19th life amazing. I love it mm -hmm. um and Boyan, like just for no other reason than just to watch him in a drama, watch it. I know. Well, this is the thing, right? So I, I, I messaged Megan and I said, so I'm having moments. I'm watching Amboyfion. I'm having moments. And I've watched him before, right? I've, I, this yeah. is not my first ABH uh, drama, but I'm having moments and see you in my 19th life. And I'm beginning to think, Megan, maybe you're right. She's like, I was always right. And she was like, I am the conductor of the Ambofion train. Like, come she on. She really is. Like, get on board. Did, did you ever watch Yumi Self? No, I haven't. Okay. I haven't. So, I okay, real quick. I know I'm probably taking up too much time, but I, the first thing I ever saw him in was, um, Oh my gosh, why can't I remember? Um, Park Sojun's. Oh, 801 class. 801 right. class. 801 yes. class. The first thing I ever saw ABH in was Ida One class. And I hated him. <laughs> like, hated him. And I was like, I will never watch another drama that he was in. And so the Nunas were talking about her private life. And they're like, oh, yeah, he was. And I was like, I will never watch that. I don't care how cute he is. I will never, I will never like him ever. He was horrible. I hated him, whatever. And then there was like this big push for Yumi Cells. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And then I was like, I was so wrong about him. He <laughs> is adorable. He is just a buttered bun of adorableness. All of it. I want all of it. And he is so cute in Yumi Cells. One and two. It's almost heartbreaking. Um, and so I was ready for this. Like they were selling this with him. And I haven't really seen any. I finally watched. Uh, her private life but I haven't really seen anything else that he's been in yeah um but um he is you know he just plays um like Kurt Chable really well yeah he's like a walking wound like literally yes. a walking wound and I'm just like every you need just, a band-aid I know exactly I was like let me hold you let me hug you and then yeah, when I'm not hugging you yeah when I'm not hugging you I'll just watch you swish around in that he's like he's got a great wardrobe and see you in my ninth in life I'm like kudos there must be a lot of designer uh, like outfits he's wearing because he just wears them so well right he's just yeah yeah, yeah like he just I don't even I I don't even know. She's right. She's always been right. Like I, I'm not, I, even in Itawan class, it's not that he wasn't attractive. 
He was just a horrible character. And like, kudos to the writers that made, and him to be able to act that role and make someone be like, I'll never watch another drama that you're in because you're horrible. But he's not. He's (laughs) fantastic. And he, see on my 19th life, like just the whole idea of the story and how it's unfolding. Um, The acting is great. Um, It has one of my favorite Ajumas ever in it. She was the um, court maid. Yes. And they're reunited. They are. Mama. They're reunited. I love love their scenes. I just love that she calls them Samchon all the time, which is (laughs) great. Like, they just didn't break that. Um, This isn't a spoiler, but seeing my 19th life is obviously about someone who remembers all their past lives. And um, for this, these two characters, they were uncle and niece. And she calls her Samchon, which is hysterical because people are like, what? Why do you call her that? Like, that is not her name. They're like, oh, we're just old friends. (laughs) So great. It's so cute. Yeah, I'm loving that one. Yeah, I think, uh, well, Megan and Amy are watching it now, like Dropping Live, so I'm sure we'll have a deep dive on it uh, when it wraps. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. So on that note, it's been great fun, Megan. Yeah, Sarah, I love this. Thank you for asking me. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and thanks to Nunes for allowing us to crash, crash your pod. Yes, thank you for letting us crash the pod. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be asked back. <laughs> I know. You know. We're just going to go slink back to our own pods and <laughs> told to stay in our lane. <laughs> no, we've got to write to Megan. You got you guys, Vincenzo fans, you've got to go and bug eight Megan to watch Vincenzo and then we'll be back for a deep dive with her. Yes. Because I realistically, I don't think I'm so, Leah is like, just there's no, there's no, like, I'm not going to stop. I actually think Amy might like it, but I think she's got such a busy schedule. So like Megan was like, oh, like, I think Megan is the one that's going to be able to do this. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Right. Well, so right. it was great speaking to you and I hope you, you guys do. enjoyed the pod. All right. Yay, yes. Until next time. Come Samnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonOfDelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs. And if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!